Boy, I tell you, I come up with a billion reasons to put off doing the podcast, and even when I get up here to the Ironing Board Studios, I still am like, am I ready? Do I got this? Is this ready? And I'm checking my phone, and I'm taking notes, and then I download something, and I look at this, and I'm like, oh my God, it's taken me 45 minutes to get ready to do the podcast, and it should not take that long, but... I appreciate you listening, and I want you to enjoy it, so try to make it at least decent quality. How are you? Welcome to Take a Shower, Show Up on Time, and Don't Steal Anything. I think we're Season 2, Episode 5, and it was a little bit late with the podcast this week because, because you know, basically on the podcast, we cover all kinds of things, um, but it's based on the book, Take a Shower, Show Up on Time, and Don't Steal Anything, and other shit I learned the hard way. And it's just kind of, the podcast is kind of like, you know, uh, a re-examination of some of the things that are in the book, and we'll do that, and just some of the things that we see and wonder about, and ethics, and I guess you could also say morality, and making your life a little bit better, and trying to help other people around you have a better life too, and I think that's something we all want to do. Wouldn't we all love to have people, you know, walk away from our experience, their experience with us, and say, hey, that was a good experience not a bad experience. In other words, they contributed a tiny something to my life rather than that son of a bitch. They screwed me over. So something came to mind, and we talked about this on the radio the other day, and this is just one of those experiences where it's a little bit of ethics with a drop of morality, maybe just a drop, um, but also compassion, consideration, And that is the kid in front of us in the lift line. We were in Breckenridge and a kid in front of us, I call him a kid. He looked like he was about 18 to me. Carson thought he was 30, Um, but he had one of those Bluetooth Beats pills in his backpack and he was blaring Drake. Um, Pomegranate, I think, was the name by Drake, but I'm not sure. Uh, It was a song that I didn't know. I said, Carson, what's that song? Uh, And he's blaring it from his Beats pill. And... uh, I couldn't see it in his backpack, but I could definitely hear it. If you don't know what a Beats pill is, and you probably do, it's about the size of a, uh, I don't know, a six-inch sub from Subway, and it's Bluetooth to your phone, and it plays plays music. And um, we could hear it really loudly, and I thought, you know, the old Dave would have said, hey, can you turn that shit down? Uh, But the new Dave, I didn't want to embarrass Carson. And I also thought, you know what, maybe this is acceptable. Maybe this is the norm to blare things like this and make other people listen to your music. Number one, the music wasn't bad. It had, if it had been like, I don't know, uh, ICP or really bad, hard, dirty rap with lots of you know swearing in it, I would have definitely said something. But it was like pretty mainstream. It's Drake. And so I didn't say anything. And then afterward, Carson, I said, do you think it's weird that he had that up? He's like, no, nah, not really. And he said it was good music. And so I talked about this with Steve and Fallon on the show Tuesday. And uh, Fallon and Steve kind of said, well, if it's a place where you can leave, then it's not rude. But if it's on the bus, then it's rude. Well, I, I mean, picture this. Let's say you go to a park by your house with your kids this summer. And uh, maybe you brought along uh, you know, your mom or grandma or whoever and some asshole at the picnic table next to you decides to bring his Bluetooth and blare his music or her music or KDWB. I think that's rude. Yes, you can move to another picnic table, but I think that's rude. Um, and I'm sure that you probably agree because that seemed to be the norm. But you might not. 
and we started talking about people who will blare their Netflix on the bus or Chase and I were in a burger place and somebody blared Netflix and they said, yeah, it's really common. So I don't know, just kind of an interesting little thing that I thought I would bring up. Okay, got some things to talk about. We have been talking for a couple of weeks about having somebody co-host the show. And I said, hey, send me an email and let me know if you want to co-host the show. A friend of mine helped me with it one time. We talked about Apple products and things like that. It was kind of interesting. Um, So I said, let's get somebody else to co-host the show. I invited myself to your house. I said, send me an email. And I got actually a bunch of them. And thanks if you sent one in. And if you didn't send one in to invite me to your house, screw you. No, I'm kidding. Um, I, I know it sounds weird for me to come to your house, but I'm just a normal guy. I will come to your house, plop my fat ass on your couch or at your kitchen table, and we'll do the podcast. Well, I have chosen our first podcast co-host, and her name is Samantha Joe Flourish. 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 She's an industrial designer. And she is, I think she says she's 24 years old. Uh, She's been listening to the show since she was seven or eight years old, probably long before it was appropriate for a kid to listen to our show. But she uh, was very interesting. And I don't want to spoil the surprise, but she's got some interesting perspectives and some ideas and philosophies on life. Uh, that I would like her to share with you because uh, it's a little boring to listen to just me yap on and on all the time. So, Samantha, I'm going over to her house on Saturday. And uh, the most important question is, what part of town do you live in? Because I live in Chan. I'm not going to drive to Woodbury. Um, so she lives in Richfield. So I'm going to go over there on Saturday and we're going to podcast and uh, you'll hear that uh, next week's podcast. So that will be kind of cool. Samantha, thank you. And thanks to Anybody else, including you, if you um, asked me to come to your house to podcast. And I still I'm, I plan on doing it more often. So speaking of which, this is kind of interesting. Uh, this is just a random thing where I read the book Ready Player One. And it's all takes place in an apocalyptic version of the future where people really don't go anywhere. They live in a virtual reality VR world with the, 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 the headset and the glasses and all that. And it's actually a really good book. And they're making it into a movie. And so I got a text message this morning at the radio station from a woman named Jillian. And she's like, Dave, I need to talk to you. I just read Ready Player One and I just finished it last night. But I'm so, and she was being funny. She's like, I'm so stressed that it won't be a good movie. And I need to talk to somebody about it right away. So I called her up and now I present Jillian with her thoughts and a conversation that I had earlier this morning about Ready Player One. Hey, if you're not into the movie, fast forward past this part, but it's kind of fun and she's fun to talk to. Hello? Hey, is this Jillian? This is. Hey, it's your buddy Dave calling. How are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? Good. So you sent me a desperate text a little while ago. Tell me what you sent me a text about. Okay, I finished Ready Player One last night because you kept talking about it. Yeah. And I was like, okay, all I want to do now is like talk to Dave about the book and how I, I watched the trailer for the movie right away, of course. Yeah. And I was like, oh gosh, this looks interesting. So I want to talk to you about it. Well, talk to me about it because <laughs> I read the book a couple of months ago and I really liked it. I didn't think that I'd like it. Um, yeah. And then the movie's coming out, but they pushed the release date of the movie back a couple of times. 
which oh, okay. Jillian, you might know, that sometimes means they got some problems yeah. with it. So yeah. I really yeah. like the book. The book was awesome. But I think that the, the, the visuals that you and I had in our mind during this mm-hmm. were really vivid and the way we liked them. And I worried that the movie is going to overdo it or not match up to it. What are your exactly. thoughts? Exactly. Exactly. I'm like, because the way the book is, it has to be a lot of CGI. Like, basically all in a video game yes and they have to make you be able to differentiate between real life and video games so like it has to be kind of over cgi'd but that's also like a problem because when you over cgi something it can be like annoying and distracting and i don't know and the whole like scene in the um at at the party when they're like floating and dancing i'm like how are they going to do that and not make it look really stupid and cheesy? You so, know what? And, what and I worry about that, too. I'm going to hearken back to Transformers, one of the Transformers movies that I saw with Carson when he was little, about six years old, so maybe ten years ago. And mm-hmm. it was so much CGI, fighting action, fighting action, that I got so bored with it. I got <laughs> bored. A li- this is why I don't like um, um, movies about superheroes, because it's constant mm-hmm. fighting. One guy throws a nuclear bomb at one guy and another mm-hmm. superhero uses his special yeah. secret shield to reflect it. And it's like, good God, stop it. <laughs> so I worry about that. But here's what I think is the good news, Jillian, is that Steven Spielberg is either producing yeah. or directing. So that gives I think me he's directing. So that's got to give you a little bit of faith, though, right? Exactly. Yeah. I'm like, OK, he's a good director. He's not some random like guy who has no experience. It's like, I trust you, Steven Spielberg. But like, don't screw this up because it was a really good book and I wasted, you know, four hours reading it. So I want to, you know, and also it's like they're going to have to add a bunch of action and stuff because yeah. you're not just going to watch some guy play like what's it called a joust for three hours, you know, like it has to have <laughs> added action to it. So now you're not you're not as old as me. So you don't remember the 80s. How old are you, Jillian? I'm at 20 three okay. almost 24 all right so, so no, i wasn't alive <laughs> but but back in the 80s joust was huge and there's so many great 80s references in that movie because the guy the protagonist in the movie you could say mm-hmm. was from the 80s so he loved that did that did that lessen your enjoyment because you didn't get the <laughs> the references i guess kind of like i'm not completely you know dumb when it comes to 80s references yeah. i mean i watch stranger things so no but i'm um so i don't know i guess I don't know. Yeah, a lot of the references I didn't really understand, like all the robots they chose for those big robots, I know they're switching one of them to being the Iron Giant just because people know that one better, which is kind of (laughs) annoying, but I appreciate it because I didn't understand. Yeah, it kind of, I don't know, it didn't ruin the book for me, but I would say I would have preferred to know more 80s references. I understand. Maybe if they had switched it to the 90s, it would have been better. You could have got it better. I get it. Hey, um, (laughs) Jillian? I appreciate you talking to us. I love your passion about this movie. We'll have to get together and talk about it again after it comes out, but I'm going to put you on my podcast. Um, okay. uh, take a shower, show up on time, and don't steal anything. And okay. I think you're going to be on next week's episode that I might upload today. So, All right. Sounds good. I will be sure to listen to it. And, hey, if you need to talk about anything else, just give me a call, and I'm always here for you, Dave. I don't know if I can do that because you're so shy and quiet. I know. I know. It's so annoying. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you, Jillian. Have a lovely day. All right. Talk to you later, Dave. Love Bye. <laughs> Have a good day. Hey, thanks, Jillian. And that's another idea. If you want to talk about something on the podcast, shoot me an email to ryanshow at kdwb.com. I don't have to come to your house if you just want to ask a question. I'll call you. We'll record it and we'll stick it in the podcast like we did with Jillian. Send me an email to ryanshow at kdwb.com. All right. Well, now we're in kind of the meat of the podcast here. 
And I want to talk about a couple of things. One is the school shooter in Florida. And I'm glad this is still alive. And if you listen to this in the week or so after I record it, I'm sure it'll still be alive. It's all over the news. And I'm really glad it's all over the news. And if you listen to this podcast in six months or a year, I hope by then that we've made some changes and some progress. Because as we said earlier, hope is a really terrible strategy. It's a weak strategy. Prayer is a weak strategy. Even if you believe in the power of prayer, I'm kind of dubious on it myself, um, then you have to admit that, hey, apparently God doesn't hear all prayers. So hope, prayer, and wishing that it won't happen again has not worked. And there was something about this shooting that made people say, that's it. I'm not going to stand here and let it go away. It's been now over a week. And a lot of the time, let's be honest, think how, ba- think how fast the Vegas shooting faded. And we, we basically threw up our hands and say, what can we do? We can't do anything. So I think this time people are trying to do something. And I think we all agree there's no one solution. Listen, you know I'm a gun owner, not a gun nut. I tweeted this last week and I said it's true. I would gladly give up all of my guns, gladly, if it meant that not even one more person or even even just one person would not get shot. I would gladly. I don't need my guns that badly. Well, here's the problem. You can't get everybody to give up guns. There are people who just won't do it. Number two, if you give up guns, criminals will have a field day knowing that you cannot protect yourself or your house. Criminals would come from far and wide to come to your house to kill you, steal from you, and God knows what else because they know that you are unarmed. It's a huge deterrent. Um, And here was a disappointing thing. Speaking of the guns, um, I'm not a gun nut, and I find gun nuts a little bit weird in the same way that I find people who love Dungeons and Dragons, and that's a bad example. What's a better example? Star Wars, or they're really into, I don't know, anime. That's a better example. It's just a little bit weird. It doesn't make you, I don't know, abnormal. It's just a little bit weird. Anyway, so some of my friends from high school, they're legit gun nuts, And right after the shooting, they were posting pictures of their AR-15 going, didn't change my mind. This school shooting didn't change my mind. I still love my AR-15. And I'm like, you seriously, your timing is really bad. And can you be that, can you lack compassion to that degree that you think that's a good time? I don't know. Uh, So I think something needs to be done. And I think something will be done. But there's a couple of things that people haven't really brought up. I mean, Some people have, and rightfully so. Why are nearly all these shooters white men? What is it about being a white male in America that seems to be not a trigger, but there's a commonality there? What is it? We don't see a lot of black guys doing this. Um, you, I think the, the last black guy that, uh, that killed people that we knew about was the guy that killed that reporter when she was live on TV and her cameraman and he was legit crazy. So I don't know. So why is it mostly white males? I don't know, but people say, why aren't, why don't women do this? But I do have a, a small theory. I will say, and I want your thoughts on this because again, this is just my thought and I'd love to hear whether you think I'm right or wrong. Do males 
in our culture, in our society, get told over and over, you're stupid, you're mean, you're evil, you're a sexist, again, you're stupid, and you should not be taken seriously. Well, what do I mean by that? Okay, watch sitcoms, movies, or commercials are super guilty of this one. The guy is always a doofus, and the woman comes along, rolls her eyes, and fixes everything. The guy shrugs his shoulders and looks like you know, looks at the camera with a stupid look on his face like, oh, well, I'm a dumb fuck. And uh, I think things like that might contribute to the idea of, hey, listen, young man, you are stupid, you are a sexist, you are not a good person. I tell you, that pisses me off because I'm not going to let my sons hear that idea. If you have sons, you should not want them to hear that idea. If you know guys, you should not want them to hear that idea. It's just a theory. Um, but I think that it might, there's got to be some reason, right? Here's another reason. We fucking love guns. Not me, not you, but look at, I saw the movie Black Panther over the weekend. And uh, there was a couple of guys that pulled out guns, and it's not a big spoiler, shot a couple of guys dead right there in front of them. Just pulled out guns and shot a couple of guys dead, a couple of innocent guys. And to me, it was like terribly sad. You know, it's just like innocent museum security guards shot dead right there. And we just, here's a mainstream movie with a violent, needless shooting. Hey, listen, I watch movies like that. It doesn't bother me. But do these things add up? Do violent video games kind of all play into this? I don't know. I think it's things we got to look at, everything from mental health to access to guns to uh, there was a kid in Somerset, Wisconsin, who invented a lock. We talked about this on the show last week, a lock for doors in classrooms. It doesn't go on the knob because you can shoot the knob off and kick the door in. This one goes underneath the door and locks to the door frame so you can't kick the door in. It won't open. A a kid with a gun tries to get in a classroom, uh, and if they have enough time to get the lock in there, he can't get in. He can't, and he's not going to sit there for, you know, 15 minutes trying to kick it in. He's going to leave. So, I don't know, there's all kinds of little things that might add up. And to wrap this segment up, hopefully in a year, there will be some better ideas on what we can do to prevent that. Hey, listen, I got a kid in high school. And even if I didn't have a kid in high school, it would still worry me. It's horribly sad. Losing a child is so sad, you can't even imagine how sad that must be. And to lose a kid to something as tragic and stupid as a school shooter or some mass shooter is just, it's beyond tragic. So we've got to stop looking the other way and hoping that it will be okay. All right. Are you ready for a chapter from the book? Take a shower, show up on time, and don't steal anything because here we go. Uh, Shut up in the movies. Seriously, why don't people understand the simple concept of being quiet so the rest of us can hear the movie? This is, by the way, number 69, uh, chapter 69 in my book. Do we come into their house and talk while they're trying to watch Netflix? Don't toss your half-eaten popcorn box and empty Junior Mints box on the floor. I mean, yes, technically you can because some kid comes through and picks it all up later. But really, nothing should feel natural about tossing your trash on the floor, not anywhere. 
pick up your trash and throw it away. And whatever you do, shut up during the movie. Okay, it's kind of funny because uh, I had a friend who used to live, I don't know if he lived in a stupid part of town or what, but he would go to a movie and he'd be like, God, this couple in front of us talked the entire time and they wouldn't shut up. And every time he'd go to the movie, he would talk about somebody who was on their phone and talking on their phone. I'm like, good God, what part of town do you live in? I don't really have much of a problem with that one. Susan and I went to see a movie a couple of weeks ago. I can't remember what the movie was. It doesn't matter. And there was a kid in front of us. Again, I use the word kid. He's probably 20 years old. And he had his phone out almost the entire time. Every five minutes, he'd pull his phone out and look at Snapchat because I could recognize Snapchat. Here's why I didn't say anything. Because he dimmed it so low that I could barely see it. And Susan couldn't see it because he was directly in front of her. And I thought, you know what? At least the kid is not pulling it out, talking on it with the screen all the way on as bright as it could go. So maybe that's the new version of courteous. I don't know. But anyway, it didn't really bother me that much. But talking in the movie, oh, yeah. I've actually been the dad who turns around and says, you guys going to talk during the entire movie? And... Uh, then I feel like a dick afterward, but it's very effective. Hey, listen, thanks for checking out the podcast, whether you've listened to a lot of them, all of them, none of them. This is your first one. Uh, I hope you liked it. I love your feedback all the time. Dave Ryan at KDWB.com. Don't forget, we have a Facebook page. It's called, guess what? Take a shower, show up on time, and don't steal anything. And uh, leave comments. Let me know what you want to talk about. Um, I've actually got some new chapters for a new book that I'm thinking about writing. Got about 15 or 20 or so chapters of a new book that would be basically take a shower, show up on time, and, and don't steal anything, part two. So working on that. All right. Hey, listen, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Have a great week. Um, email me if you want to Dave Ryan at kdwb.com uh, and check out the Facebook page for take a shower show up on time very important and don't steal anything have a great week we'll see you next time